Hello everybody, my name is Sarah. My name is Emmanuel and this, this is, is the gist. Hello guys, hi guys. My name is Sarah. I'm, I'm Sarah Duga. And I'm Emmanuel. As always, we're back. The new week, new energy, new episode. So be- before we dig in, I think we should do like a recap, brief recap of how our week was. So how was your week, Sarah, since last time? The week was was good. I mean, I work yesterday. I made a mistake with my experiment and I had to delete 10 and it was painful. My, my, che- my, my chest, it really hurts me, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm surviving. It's just, it's just the first few weeks, so I'm sure they, they won't bother you. Yeah, they won't bother me that, that much. much. But then, those, I feel like in the next few months or so, they'll start talking about writing reports, presenting things. Are you working in a lab? Yeah, I'm working in a lab. Oh. I'm working in a lab. So. I'm working in a personal care lab. It's fun, but like makeup and stuff. Yeah, makeup and stuff, which I like because I eventually want to get into the cosmetic industry, but it's not easy. Like, I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning something new every day about the industry, but like the more I learn, the more I realize you don't know anything. Because I feel like the industry is separate from manufacturing, like like in most jobs, like people who make the makeup. And are not the ones behind the business. But you also have to know what the trends are for the business. Mm-hmm, like stay, what is trending now. To stay on top. Because if you are producing stuff that nobody wants to buy. You just waste your you money and time. So, so everything is teamwork. Yeah, to, to build. That's what I'm trying to do now. Especially with Nigerians who have had the chance to school abroad. Or who don't think in the Nigerian way. I'm trying to build... A network of friends, people who like I can call on, because my like area of expertise in one area is in environmental science and global warming, and some social justice stuff, which is a more, I guess you can say less professional, but it's more of like social work, like sociology and all that stuff. So just finding people who can complement what you're doing is just is a big thing. But anyway, before we digress too much, so my week, how was my week? My week was manageable. I'm very free now, so I have a lot of free time. I only have like two classes. But I also have a senior a senior paper that's due soon. And I'm working on my senior paper on pollution and deforestation in West Africa. So that's been very interesting to research. And everything was okay up till this evening. Very random. Thing that happened this evening so if you guys didn't know i'm like the president of the african students group in drexel mm-hmm. and i mean i've been there like i started as a sophomore when the group was in like 10 people and we used to meet once a month and we've grown and someone actually pulled me in a good friend of mine who was the president then i was like no we really need to bring the african presence to drexel and revamp everything and then I joined and I've been working in some capacity since then and I've been president for two years. So this evening we had a discussion meeting, hangouts and we're doing like elections because we are, I'm finally about to leave the that's how it was. I feel like I should have, I should kill seven cows. But anyway, so people were like making their speeches on why they should win 
or why they should vote for them and stuff. And the very last person to go made a comment, not really a comment, as more of like a series of comments about the fact that he wants to run or he he wants to get votes because he comes, he doesn't come for that frequently. He comes once in a while. I was like, okay, this is getting that. But the few times he comes, he can see from the outside that things are not working well and things are not going well and that he wants to join to change things because he feels like the e-board does group think and we don't think outside the box and he hasn't seen growth since. I was like, and you know, no, no, no names because no like, names. I'm still very angry and I read, I, I, like, I don't like fighting with people and today is the last, is the first time in almost three years where I've actually wanted to fight somebody. And I was just sitting there and I got very angry because I feel like one of the problems we faced in Dasa and Drexel is that Africans, for some reason, don't like to support African things. Same thing in Nigeria, where, where people like buy Made in America stuff. I will see people at like frat parties or different events, drinking beer and wine, but I'm like, come. we just had an event I last week and you didn't come. And you don't come for stuff that we do. Then you now complain that, oh, we don't do enough stuff or we don't grow or whatever. But you don't come to say anything. You don't come to contribute. So what do you mean? The worst is when when you are having a dancer party, we are turning up with African music. Somebody will say we should play. Oh, let's play Trap Queen. I'm like... Let's, no, or the worst. Let's play, let's play stuff that is more universal. I'm like, fuck you. Like, you came here because it was an African party, right? Yeah. When we go to their stupid party and they are doing their fake snake dance with EDM, do we complain? Don't we just enjoy it? Why do they, if they want to come here, they have to abide by our rules. I'm like, it's, it's just really... Because being running this group for three years, like I've seen the growth we've done, and it's something that I'm very proud of. So I got personally like I was, I've not been this angry in a while. Like I actually surprised myself with how angry I was, mm-hmm. and and I, I just sat down and at the end I like spoke in and he was like, "Well, yo, I must have hit a nerve. Why can't you take criticism?" Sounding like Donald Trump, I'm like. What the hell are you saying? If your criticism is based on bullshit and you don't know what you're saying, because you admittedly said you don't, you don't come for events, why do we not have... And everybody in the whole... Because funny thing, half of the people at the meeting today have all been on the e-board. That should tell you something about attendance. Yeah, the attendance is poor. I'm like, so half of us here have been on the e-board and we know the stress we went through. We know how many nights I've stood up till 4 a.m. with M.M., with Bernadette, with Senna, planning finances, cooking food by hand, cutting chicken. Even right now, we're preparing food for tomorrow. I'm, I'm waking up in the morning to go and make food for a thing in, in the afternoon. And for you to just say such an ignorant thing, I was like, you know what? I really wanted to hit him. I said, I'm not trying to lose my visa. I have just eight more weeks. This is just the devil in flesh coming to me. So I rebuke you, devil. And, I mean, I think we need to have a discussion later on with the whole group on how to move forward and people should be able to give ideas and thoughts in a constructive manner that actually makes sense. But again, that's just something that pissed me off today, literally the end of the week. And I will keep you updated on where we go from there.
So, in other people's lives, and not our own. Our dear friend, Zara. Zara, Zara Beauty. Zara, <laughs> Beauty are not too much brains. Well, Zara Beauty. Uh, this young lady who actually saw on my friend's Snapchat is... Which, which friend? M.M. Oh, M.M. was watching. What mm-hmm. did you have? He's apparently a rape apologist. And I saw snippets of the video where she, she said stuff like, don't present it in front of them and expect them not to react. And some other... I was like, this girl can't be serious. Is, but is human body meat? I was like, are we talking about killing she or women? <laughs> And she was like, oh, men can be raped too. And I just brushed over it. So I'm like, okay, you said men can be raped. Do the men that are raped wear skimpy clothing? Or is rape actually a mental problem like it is? And I'm happy and proud that Nigerians dragged her in the comment section. They did not even waste time. They were like, because I was like, most Nigerians, especially on Twitter, are like pseudo rape apologists. To be honest. But people were like, they outrightly demolished this girl. And I'm very happy for that. Because what she said was stupid. If you want to watch the video, her name is like Zara B-E-A-U-T-E. Beauty. Beauty. And her tagline is, where brains meet beauty. <laughs> the beauty is, is just going to be disappointed because brains are never showing up. They are never going to meet. This video is just so stupid. I was like, wow! The thing that really stuck out for me in the video is that what she was wearing, some people would consider it to be indecent skimpy. Mm-hmm. and skimpy. So if they if they saw it and they considered it to be skimpy, and ripped her because ripped of that. Her. So that means, according to her logic, she's at fault. And then when we, I saw her Twitter, somebody resurrected one of her old pictures. She was wearing a cleavage, like her cleavage was out. Mm-hmm. It was a slit, and then you could see her ass. So I'm like. If at that night somebody raped you, somebody raped you. Are you saying that it's your fault? It's your fault for wearing that dress. Like it's just so for, dumb. Like for God's sake, think. Rape is a mental. It's not even a mental problem issue. It's not with even a mental the rapist. Problem. No, like the rapist has a mental issue. No, like no people issue. don't rape now. Oh please, see. Let me tell you. No, like mental me. issue in the sense that his relationship or his concept of what sex and consent is is flawed. Like I'm never going to force somebody to sleep with me after they've told me no, no because i feel like i have my me- my mental state in check i don't know if, like have you done research to see if a rapist brain is imbalanced or something i don't think they are imbalanced the problem is that first of all they might not know they might not understand the concept of consent but when the girl is pushing you off i think see, it's pretty safe to see, say she some, doesn't want some to guys sleep with be you like, well, maybe she's just she likes it rough she likes it rough or or, you know, she's she's a good girl. She doesn't want to like. We have this problem in our culture where men are women are demonized for being sexually active, but, but men, men are like go on. For men, it's like go on, go on, go on. So you have this imbalance where people are. Some guys would think the girl, okay, the girl doesn't want to sleep with me because she's scared she consider a fool. Meanwhile, she really does not want to sleep because she's you. not attracted to she's you, or even if she is, she doesn't want to sleep, sleep with you. Period. She, at that point she's not really feeling you but they will think oh, the only reason why she's not doing it is because she feels that like she wants to be a good girl and then you now force yourself on the girl and like it's just creating confusion and if if we had a more balanced understanding of sexuality and open culture and open, like have a more open culture regarding sex and sexuality maybe a lot of these things would not be happening it's just mm-hmm. a, just a 
and women who are raped will likely come forward because they're like they know they're not going to be called like it's not or they caused it it's just it's just so it was very weird listening to this girl because i was like how can you sit down there as a woman yourself and be like oh well if if women did this and they should not be doing like what does that have to do with anything how is that related to somebody thinking that they can rape you the worst one for me is that she was like oh if you are if you are in a relationship and you refuse the person sex then you are being selfish like what kind of stupid selfish must you be always going to go I, I, no no sometimes people are tired like it's i want to sleep i want to sleep now is it by force that's why Marita. That's why Marita. Marita rape is a problem. Yes, and I, with the whole like statistics that have shown that you're most likely to be raped by your partner or your best friend or somebody that you, you know, know. It's very rare that some guy is going to see you on, on the, the road, think your shirt, your skirt is too short and rape you. So it's and most rapists have like Netflix. I don't know if you guys watch this documentary they have identified their mm-hmm, called The Hunting Ground. It's on Netflix. You guys should check it out. They identify the people, they like see someone and they know. That this they might even me. drug you. Mm. So they have the intent to rape you. Not based on your skirts. Not be, they've seen you in different places, in different clothes, and they've intended to rape you and they plan for it. And also, or they see maybe, you at a party. Maybe they've stayed, they are watching you. Maybe your friends just left you a bit mm-hmm. and went to hang out in one place. They just left you and you are alone. They would dance and they will swoop in and put something in your drink mm-hmm. and be, be, be uh, scoping around you. That's it. Well, cause, cause she's making it seem as if rapists have no blame. No. But someone who goes to the point of drugging you knows that they're doing something bad. They know it, but they just want to do it anyway. And you're like, don't wear this. You don't put it in in front of them and expect them not to react. What does that even mean? Like this video got me very angry because I, I I think people who have sisters take things like this very seriously because personally i can fend for myself but my sister is not here with me and i know if anything if i ever hear anything like this should happen it's going to be a a problem for whoever did it because because i'm going to prison that's just it because there's nothing you can tell me somebody says they do not want to sleep with you leave them alone there are seven billion people in this world Half of them are women, the other half are men. Whichever one you like, you can find it. You don't have to chase everybody that you see that's crossing. Like people, like she's talking like if if I see Beyonce crossing across the street, I have to have sex with her. Like I can't hold myself. I have to go and pull her. Are you an animal? Because she's wearing a jumpsuit. I'm like, how does it work out? But anyway, Miss Zara, if anybody shares this with her or you hear this, I think you need to re- to think about your life. Think about your tagline because it's incorrect. <laughs> Change the wording. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read and more. just read more. On the on the topic you're talking about, I because there's a lot of published material on rape. It's yeah, not like, I, feel, I feel like if you're going to talk about a controversial topic like rape, you should make sure you're you're, you you research your topic. So, and for me, it just shows that this girl did not research her topic. So you even speak to women who have been raped. raped. There yeah. are many of them on many f- forums who are sharing their stories to save and help other women and show that rape is something that's the fault of the rapist. There are documentaries like The Hunting Ground, there are movies, like there are ways... There are articles, there are everything. How can you be this ignorant? I don't know. 
it's just very sad to see. But anyway, moving on from this this doom and gloom to I guess more doom, doom and, and gloom. And <laughs> today was so funny. So today was the anniversary of the I guess kidnapping of the Chibok girls, and I think most Nigerians at this point sadly doubt that those girls are coming back. Imano, let me even tell you when the thing even really blew up that time. I, I remember I was in when everybody was year. doing hashtag. When everybody was doing hashtag, and I heard that the girls had been missing for two years. I knew it was like missing for two weeks. Sorry, I knew that those girls were not coming back. I like I even told I I told my my then boyfriend then that those girls are not coming back, and he was like, "How do you?" And I said, "How can they be missing for two weeks?" And you think Boko Haram, Boko Haram has not shared all of them? Was so was so like sad. You, you two weeks is a is it, it once it's two weeks, it's probably you are not going to see them in a group ever. Forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. The first forty eight that, that TV show. You have forty eight hours to look it. If not, they're gone. They are gone. So if after that forty after that those first forty eight hours, it becomes much, it becomes more, much more difficult to, to mm-hmm. find those people. And it's not even forty eight hours. It's two weeks. Two weeks. You're not finding those girls. I said it. I was I was really bothered when it happened and i was like that was when it like stood out to me that Boko Haram was becoming a, a, a problem because before that i mean they've always been a big thing but before that they were not making targeted attacks on children you were making they were not making they were like just blowing up squares blowing up something which is terrible, terrible. I, i'm not saying it's right but when they started going after children burning schools burning children alive and like going after the younger generation to basically eliminate them, I was like, these people are evil. Because we can all speak like in any culture, the younger people are literally the future of your of the of the, of the country. First of all, and most people, children are off limits. And it's like the worst thing you can do is to harm a child, which is why pedophiles are among the most hated people in the world. Because children have not done anything to anybody; they haven't done anything to you. And this whole, their whole beef with Western education, I'm like, I think it's just education. There's nothing like Western education in terms of like academics. Like physics is physics in Nigeria, it's physics in America. No, gravity is gravity in America, it's gravity in Nigeria, it doesn't change. They want to establish an Islamic state. Like Sharia and everything. Like Sharia law. And what they are really trying to do is to, it's not really, it's not really the, it's not really, it's not really Western education in general. They just want to destroy education. What they really want to destroy is destroy autonomy, destroy the the fact that people can think for themselves, think for themselves, create ideas for themselves, and generally not accept bullshit. If you create a state where everybody is is tied together on that religion, you can manipulate people much easier. That makes. I mean, that, we see it happen lives. You so. see it happen lives in our lives. So now, if you create this whole mega structure of illiterates, of illiterates, of illiterates, listening to one man on, on, I don't know who they are going to make their leader, but that wherever he is, Shekau, they will put Shekau on top. Shekau will tell everybody who dictates how everybody should live. Of course, the man will just be a leader forever because everybody is just an idiot, unfortunately. Just sad and everybody is just an illiterate. Everybody, nobody thinks for themselves. Everybody is just Shekau's dog. That's it. And That's the worst thing is how the Nigerian government. Like, I know sometimes like we 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 go too hard on the Nigerian government. And actually, like 
people think I hate Nigeria. I don't hate my country. I love the experience of growing up in Nigeria. I want my children to grow up in Nigeria because the values I have now, the work ethic I have now, I think it was as if a product of being raised in Nigeria. The respect I have for elders mm. and respect I have for myself and others is a result of being raised in Nigeria. But that doesn't draw from the fact that our government has some major issues. Yeah. How has Boko Haram been able to grow? They're literally growing every month. Mano. Growing stronger in numbers, in reach, mm-hmm. in equipment, mm-hmm. and the military is just sitting there looking. Imana, but didn't you hear that they found that some people were eating both um, stealing the money military meant money. for I see, I guns see. and everything? So people, the wickedness is deep inside their hearts. How can you steal money meant for fighting? Program? No, but like on a government level, right? Mm-hmm. When you see that, okay, it has been four years, these people are still growing. Mm-hmm. You have to get more aggressive. Like, look at yeah, the US, yeah. how they've become, even though they take it too far sometimes, mm-hmm. they're not sitting down and I'm letting waiting. ISIS but just yeah. to stroll into the the, 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 the place. I, I don't understand because to me, I was like, if you see these people as, upon all the money you're pumping, if, are, if the thing is still not working, what is wrong with you? You should find out. Like you should know that someone is still so, like, Immediately, I know someone is still in it. You should know that someone is a leak. And the thing that killed me, that pained me very, very, that pained me a lot was, Soldiers are going to fight without bullets. Wearing slippers. Wearing slippers to go and fight people with AK-47. And when the Al Jazeera report came out, all the senators and everyone said that they are trying to paint Nigeria yeah, in a bad light. You're doing that yourself. No, no one is helping you. Nobody's painting it. You, you are painting like, it yourself. You're shining light on what's happening. It's you that's... That, that's what made me laugh. But they were like, oh, CNN and all the people are just, you know, saying... I'm like, no, they're shining light on the nonsense you're doing. And if you were not doing it, there will be nothing to shine light on. So don't try and deflect the issue and make it seem like American media, which it does have a problem with portraying Africa. But in this instance, they were very right. What you're doing is wrong. And this money has to be... Till today, that money has not been accounted for. Dasuki. Dasuki gets. Like, what's going on? Why is he not in prison? And he was smiling as he walked out of the courthouse when he was, when he was let free. Like, what are we doing? Is it the, the People versus OJ? Uh, Nigeria you, edition. Nigeria edition. Like, what's, like, he was smiling. He was like, I'm like... It, it, I don't know. To me, I feel like Nigerians are, are just wicked people. Because apart from this thing, you know the internal, internally displaced people from Boko Haram? They have been sent to different places. For the full, like, you know, did you hear about the Agatou thing? It's from... I, I don't know if any I've told you people, but I'm from, you know, I'm from the I'm from the Doma area. So Agatou is not too far from my place. Mm. Where... From my uh, grandfather's um, community, my, actually, my grandmother is from Agatu or was from Agatu before she died. So they they raided those people. So those people are now internally internally displaced. Displaced, and they have nowhere to live. They have nowhere to live. The money that they that was allocated for those people, somebody went to the camp. Somebody people are, are eating that money. So people, what the food that they're supposed to ordinarily get, they have to they have to buy that food to eat. That's what's very common in Nigeria. So, what kind of wickedness is this? It's just so. It's just sad wickedness. Because, like, you look at all the progress that's being made in Nigeria mm-hmm. and all the good people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if at the government level, people are just. They're still doing this. Those changes are. They're not useless, but they're very minuscule. Because the government is where, like, that's where the big dogs are, where the big money is, where the big change happens and I, I get the concept of little changes before a big wave comes 
but we can't have 50 years of little changes since we've been independent. Like, that's just like, when is the wave coming that's going to change everything? Because every year is like we just get more corrupt politicians. Even the woman that says she had cancer, when she, she have for, forgotten her name, she stole all this money and they found it in her house. This year. And she, and she now said she had cancer so or something and she left. Then the other one, the CEO of Oceanic Bank, remember her? Ibu. What's her name? She to stole money. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, these are people who have seen in passing because Lagos is a very small place. And it's like, how do you have the boldness to show yourself in public, go for high society parties with your stolen, with jewelry you bought with stolen money and flaunt it and feel like, you know, you're not going to be caught. Well, is that not 90% of Lagos anyway? But, but, but they're not stealing money from the government though. They might be doing show show, but is that this money that, that they worked for? Even if they're wasting it to impress other people, like the well, people who steal money, right? I feel like because you're doing something that's morally wrong, it should be pulling on your conscience. Like nah, I can't steal money. You don't have conscience. I like, know that because put? I stole money, this road is not fixed. Someone has an accident and dies. I'm going to go mad. I can't live with myself. What if you don't have conscience? I think every human is born no. with a conscience. People are not born consciously. Then consciously. What are sociopaths? So every Nigerian person is a sociopath. They must be. They shy. I don't know. I don't know. Because you, really... like somebody did a study and said that things like politics, politics, and all this, and being in in high power society, high power environment, mm. attract sociopaths. Yeah. It does attract people that that kind of. Because I mean, to get to that point, that you have to be cut through you to have some to be extent. Cut and and it, it goes to show you. I'm not saying that every one of them was like that before they got there. No, mm. but I'm saying when you get to that kind of environment, you might become more sociopathic. It, it brings out the sociopathic. The worst thing, you. Yeah. It's just very. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing conversation on this podcast throughout because. Is a long spread problem, and I really hope we, we can like get someone who like has expertise in this area to really like break it down as to what. Because like, I feel like they have like all these political analysts, right? Yeah. That can analyze and target the specific areas that need to be changed and what needs to happen. Like the way they plan plan politics in America, like nothing just happens by chance. Everything from the Supreme Court judge and everything is planned. To whether to get a Democrat or this, blah, 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 and they plan everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they have their corporate corruption, mm-hmm. but they don't do it at the expense of the country. Well, they do it at the expense of the country. Though. I mean, they don't, because, I mean, if you think of CEOs, right, who are like evading tax, evading tax, that's not like directly harming, because it's not like most people in America pay tax. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's bad, but I, it doesn't actively like. They're not actively stealing money. And I, and I mean people in government, mm. not necessarily CEOs of companies like the Koch brothers and friends. And also, I feel like, like they don't directly steal money. They like use they don't just add, they use Kona And it's, it's, I mean, it's all bad. It's all terrible. But at least they still have, Some I, I, I don't know if it's national pride, I guess I can not call it. Not even national pride. At least they're always more stupid. Like the way when somebody will steal money and put it in soccer, we <laughs> 
So they are smart. They are smart. It's still in my, I mean, and, I don't know. It's all bad, but I just wish. And they are only smarter. The one in Nigeria is just stupid, stupid, silly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compare because America is a much is a much older country. Mm. So we don't know what happened when America was fifty. Mm. I mean, we do know there are slave traders everywhere, but that aside, we don't know what kind of stuff they had to go through to grow to where they are now mm. like we know about the big stuff like slave trade and the american civil war mm. but i'm sure they had these same issues yeah but and they it's like their 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 what's what their foundation was solid and once the foundation is set no matter how many wind blows even if the house breaks down because guess what the foundation is there and you rebuild it so i think what we need to work on is our foundation a bit more and people, I mean, and, reduce our and just don't just say, oh, the foundation is on Jesus. I'm like, Jesus is great and everything, but dealing with religion is about faith. And you can't govern people based on faith. Mom you can't be based on facts. Our wickedness because the wickedness is too much. It, uh, too I don't think it's wickedness as much as it's self-preservation. Like, what, what it's my I... business and I'm going to further myself and make sure I'm taken care of. And my children don't have to suffer. But at the expense of other people. Of other people. That's self-preservation. No, that's selfishness and wickedness. It it is selfish and it is wicked. But like even us, like Nigerians have this internal instinct. Like wherever you are in the world, you have to like go to any length to make sure that you are comfortable and you are doing well. I want to be be comfortable and I want to do well, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because you have a, a strong conscience. People... You combine that self 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 thing with a weak conscience or no conscience, and you have a person who is willing to even kill somebody to make sure that he's doing well. Okay, can we talk about (laughs) rituals? How can you just decide to kill somebody because they said you're going to get hundred thousand naira? What? And you kill somebody? I'm I'm just like the whole concept of sacrificing people for money for rituals and for money. Somebody cracked a joke on Twitter. It's in one movie, Kanayo Kanayo was here. He's the prince of all these movies. So all, all these with all these ritual movies is always there. He my Clems. Clems or Hamze. Oh my god. Those people, oh my god. Old time Nollywood. And it always Old Time Nollywood. Always doing rituals. It's like, one more again. I remember it's been after. And then Chiwe um Chiwe Talu um what's the guy's name? I've said for Chiwe Chiwe Talago. I, I remember the name, but I didn't remember the face. Again, he's like, I don't know how to describe his face, but he's always doing, he's always doing wickedness in movies. All of them. And St. Toby? St. Toby, no, St. Toby was Toby like... died, right? No, no, he's alive. He's still alive, sure? He's alive, for Okay. Uh, it, was, it was that other one, Muna, that died. Muna, oh, okay, oh yes, yeah, true. He was, he was not saint. He was one that acted in that movie with Don't Do The Movie was so funny. Nigerians were so appalled. <laughs> Because this man was sleeping with a man and a woman. I said, what? <laughs> so people have pushed the envelope. Oh. Have you? But the acting was terrible. Yeah, I was just happy to watch it because I was laughing. <laughs> it was so funny. Don't do DK is a riot. We have to be friends. Let me remember the joke. I saw it on Twitter. Twitter is the best, by the way. Twitter is wonderful. I have I, I, I refound my stuff for Twitter. But I, I follow so many people on social media that is like, it becomes stressful. There are just some people who I write their names down and check their tweets and stuff every day because it's too many people. But anyway, speaking of Twitter, should I continue my story? With Kanayo Kanayo. What did he do? 
in like in the in, see that in one movie, can I or can I do it? They asked him, Oh, bring your sister for the ritual. I said, Okay, is that all I have to do? Do you want to do more? Maybe maybe can even bring his mother to You want to start reading in ritual school? Since you get Esther now, he can even bring his mother to come and come. I can't even sacrifice my enemy for ritual, talking of my family. I can't do it. I can never do it. I was watching American Horror Story with another slight deviation. The season three, I think, about Coven, where they they, they were witches and, and the Abbasset's character. What's her name? Is it Marie Levo? I think. Oh, no, Madame Lelore. Whatever her name is. And she made a deal with Papa Legba, which I still suspect is Yoruba. From Yoruba tradition. It is. And his price was every year she had to sacrifice a newborn baby to him. God forbid. Straight from, and I was like, yeah, I, I will have to turn you down. He's a no from me. I'm not going to sacrifice a newborn for anything in this world. Really? And she did it every year. Every single year. That's so weird. Papa Legba is based off is based off your vampire. Because I saw him um the Papa Legba character has been in Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And he was an American horror story as well. And I was like, first his name is like Olu something something. I'm like, this is a Yoruba name. Yeah. It's based off it's based off um so it's like Creole culture based on West African based off gods issue. and everything. It's based oh, off issue. Okay. So it's like, some similarities it's in like things. The, when they, they took the slaves so mm. and, then, and the enslaved, enslaved people, people. Then they took the enslaved people to Africa. They carried it with them. They are like traditions and everything. But well, you know, like when they got there, they told them you can no longer practice this thing. So they, they now had to introduce... Invent folklore to they, pass it down, have you? What they did was that they said, okay, you have to you have to become you have to become Christians. You have to become Catholics. So they now created, they took a shoe and put it into Catholic religion and made Papa Legba. But he, he's like a voodoo something. Eh, no. It's not like in the church, he's like a voodoo. They made him like a saint, like a saint. The same way they made all the, the every time they are making people saints. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of that character because the Don't guy who played him, the, the guy who played him, in Vampire Diaries made me very, very it's scared. It's just Vance. Don't mind him. I don't think he's a evil character. It's just Vance. Just to be on the safe side. Oh, not Vance. I don't bant with the spiritual, I beg. I bant with the physical alone. So, moving on to... That, that even reminds me, like, what, why do we believe in superstitious stuff? To see, be honest. That's not what to do. That one, we have to have lecture. Because... Like, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even... I don't know. I actually have seen I think stuff. like we spoke about it last time about like the same way we need religion because like a mental kind of thing. Mm. Things that are hard to explain. Mm. We chalk up to superstition and religion. And sometimes and it's like it's things that are hard for us to explain at the time. Because referencing back again to killing of twins and Ogbanje, at the time we didn't know what it was. Right now, anybody who tries to do that will be looked at as mad. Yeah. So, I think at the point in time where you are, when you don't know what's going on, but as technology grows, now we're simple flying on hoverboard, mm-hmm. levitating with, I'm like, by 10 years, out, this place will be scarier. I feel. You'll just be sleeping, someone just come and levitate inside your room. Come, did you even see that? Those, I saw one of these clips about this um, robot. The robot looks like he... The, 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 yes, I can interact, and the robot learns and responds. Oh, boy. 
I don't play those no. games though, cause have Even you watch iRobot? Have you watched iRobot? I, I watch it now with Will Smith. Yeah. That he, he starts. They started using like robots as babysitters, and before I knew, the robots took. I don't play those games with. They what's they it called? Artificial intelligence. Umba. No, 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 no. I don't play those games because if something goes wrong, you are screwed. Because like we're talking about computers, the whole world is connected now via the internet, so it's very fast. If they want to move, because move, they can, yeah, they'll be like Ultron. Kind of Ultron kind of will be moving. Hey, I don't, I, I'm not really that. a fan of creating like artificial intelligence or gene splicing and all these things where people like to, you know, push. I'm like, science is good and you should push the envelope, but there's some things that you just don't open because it's like, mm-mm. like why? The human beings doing all these things. The human beings who want to do all these things. There's no need to invent robots. Yeah. And then robots, innovation always push and uh, pushes standard of living. So I guess it's always going to be a push because it's going to save some people money. Let's you not know, be at I I I I think a robot will cost more than a housekeeper. I don't think so. If you ask by a robot because that has the capacity to take care of your children. No, I don't I think it's actually be cheaper because at least you don't have to pay the person. Once you buy the robot, you don't have to pay salary. Maintenance. Yeah. I mean, you just, when it's time to sleep, you put it up and say, well, go and hide in the cupboard. <laughs> this is not a Roomba. This is a full, fully operational Roomba. You just look at, your, look at your cupboard. You just say, well, go and hide there. Go and sleep. Uh, and when he says, no, I'm not going. Then you, you just remove the battery now. <laughs> I'm sorry, how will you reach? Just in case, just turn around. The one will just hold you. I say, I'm not, don't touch me. Hey, hey say, do um, you know? I say, hey. I will pass out. I don't understand. I will pass out. Because I'll be like, I, I'll, I'll just say, I told you people. Remember this day? I told you. And I'll be so angry with everyone that did this robot research. I'll just be very angry with all of them. They like Jerry. They will not overtake us. We just tell them, oh yeah, enter that cupboard right now. <laughs> and they say, no. They will, they will look at you, look at them, say, say okay. I, I'm, 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 I'm still standing. Say, I'm, I'm talking to you. Can I help you? I'm not going. I'm staying here. Ah, that would be all. They use a whole. Will not be here. Then I say, sorry, you. Anyway. Okay, moving on to wonderful Erica Badu, who had a mini Twitter conversation that's still going on even now. I saw it. I was like, ah, this woman. Let her. She would just. And I mean, tried. I like her a lot because she always talks sense, and she's very wise. In the things that she says, mm. and I personally don't see the issue because, for one reason only, because mm. she was speaking about the dress code for girls in a very specific setting and context, mm. which was in high school. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who went to boarding schools or go to high school, especially at this point, mm. at that time when girls are going through puberty and everything, and you have these male teachers in the schools as well. Mm. And even though, like, we're not saying that it's the girl's fault for going through puberty, like, I understand why she's saying that they should wear, like, lengthened uniforms and they shouldn't wear, like, revealing school uniforms because these are children at the end of the day. Mm. And you don't want to take the chance that one of these deviant men Mm. or women is around your child and has a reason to Mm. come at your child. And also, like, as children, like, I don't think children have sexual, like, autonomy because they're children. 
Yeah, like you can't say say a child is free to be sexual. It, 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 no, not really. I, can't, I don't see think a 13, 14 year old should even be thinking about sex. Be facing your books. I mean, 13, 14 year old now is is old. I went to boarding school when I was eleven. So by the time I was thirteen, I was grown. <laughs> I was writing Jesse. I was grown. No, please, by thirteen. Yeah, because I I went to year seven or seventh grade, which is Jess one when I was eleven. 12, 13, I was in GS3 and I was writing junior work. So we, we were grown by 13. Well, I still think... I mean, we're still kids because looking back, I'll be like... I, make, I was a yeah, kid. I can't hold myself to many of the things that I did when I was in Loyola, which is my high school because we were kids. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think... It, yes, they might mess up because they are going through puberty, but I don't think you should, you should see that kind of person and take them seriously because their brains are still severely underdeveloped even no but the, thing is that the the men who would take advantage of these women are deviants yeah like they are not normal so i think especially in the world we live in now when you send your child out you have to take into account the people around them and the world around them i'm not going to act like i'm ignorant of the fact that they are rapists everywhere not everywhere but they are rapists around if you look at the philadelphia has a public sex offender registry on this street alone there are like six or seven people i'm like very the ones walk around. I'm like, so I, I didn't say anything wrong with what she said, but it was an issue with some people on Twitter on how, you know, feminism, white feminism sometimes bothers me. But another story for another day. And they were like, you know, feminism, you shouldn't be putting down women, and you shouldn't be being um, an apologist for pedophiles. And I'm like, by the end of the day, right, you can say all these things you want that girls should not, should not. But the reality of the society we live in is not going away. I think you still have to prepare and be wise about the, the case you're in at the end of the day. But not that it gives anyone a right to manhandle any child or anybody. But I don't know. For me, it was just that. Com- for me, Shai, I don't think there's any the length of scare. It's good to it's good to present yourself in in according to the setting that you are. When you go to work, you wear business casual stuff. When you're in school, you also wear dressed, you're dressed school appropriately mm. for school. But I don't think if if you're talking about inappropriate sexual behavior between a, a student and a teacher, I don't think it's the teacher and it's the student that is the problem. I think the teacher automatically, by having authority mm. over that student, if anything happens, I'm going to look hold at the you teacher. Liable. I'm going to hold the teacher liable, not look, not look at the 13-year-old girl. Or boy, in which whichever case is happening. So that's just my own opinion. Yes, I feel like yes, I feel there should be a certain level of dress code. It's fine to have a dress code for for school. There's nothing wrong with that. But upon all the dress code we've seen, you still see some men chasing small chasing thirteen year old girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw it in the news. This uh, you see, I saw something as stupid as a, a woman. A 25-year-old woman sleep with a 13-year-old boy and said she was helping him. I said, what stupid help are you doing? If it's my son, I will strangle her. I've seen many... It's always weird when I see the female teachers who are sleeping with the young boys and it's like... So their classmates will be like cheering them on. Because it's like, it's a nice thing, I guess, to sleep with a woman who is much older older than you. And the women themselves don't say anything wrong with it. And I'm like, you people are sick. Because you don't know what trauma 
just to bring in one of my least favorite people, my, my best friend, Chris Breezy, mm-hmm. has, he, he also revealed that like at a young age, he was sexually active with a woman who was older than, like basically was a minor and older situation mm-hmm. where, which is statutory rape. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I mean, it doesn't excuse his behavior, but I was like, these things can have effects on these children mm-hmm. that come later on, mm-hmm. that may not manifest at the time. So it's just it's just a very messed up thing. People who grown ups who prey on children. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just very up. and like the worst thing is like I've seen cases where the children become like child offenders yes, in yes. a way. And it's like most of these kids don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's going on. They just know that this older person is doing this to me and like a child's mind is very like even at the age of 14, your mind is still not mature. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just see that someone is doing this to you and it's like, well, I guess this is the normal thing that people do. Mm-hmm. And then you now go and start doing it to other people. And many times now, that is like, do you have pity on the child? Or do you really look at the child as an offender? And I'm like, it's just, it just sets up a lot of mess. I don't like that. Whenever I hear a situation of a child sexually abusing another child, me, I just think, who... Who taught this child this mm-hmm. thing? Because no one learns that like normally. Nobody just learns that normally. Who is touching this child? And even the woman, like who who killed her two children because they were molesting the young yeah. Oh my god, that story. And I watched her court tapes and she was defiant. She was like, Yes, I killed them. And I will do it again because they were raping me. I'm like, do you feel sorry for that woman? Do you judge her harshly? You well, go sorry you, for it. But like the, but, children, the people she killed were children, though. They were 14 and what? But you know what? She said she, she, she was always she was also abused as a child. She was abused and the father of the kids was not there. Multiple fathers of them. I mean, there's so many factors. As to why she... As to why they were in that position in, in the first, first place. place. So I guess, I think the problem is that she didn't see those children as her children anymore. She saw them as her But there's no... There's, why would you kill... The, but see, they were children the themselves. They, they are tr- and I agree with you. I feel like she, she really messed up. But... I still kind of see she. I, I, I agree she she's supposed both to, of them. She, I agree she's supposed to be in jail, but I still see, kind of see where she's coming from. I see where she's coming from, but where she's coming from is still wrong. It's still wrong, true. Like but. these are your children. You and she killed them by hand. See trauma. Eh? That's why we talk about these things in your in our whenever we see them because because they're going on. They are going we on. Know, we know secret causes of, of people. And it's like people just want to pretend that nothing wrong is going on. And it's like it are... we have to talk about this things because that kind of situation, it was just to, just something just to spark it up and then see what happened. But was it like the final match and it was like, you know what, yeah, everything just blew up. Everything just it had been blew building up for years yes. and it was like you have to distress and remove everything. it's just really sad the, the case that some people find themselves in. Like, do you feel sorry for them? Do you feel bad? Or do you think that, you know, they deserve what is coming to them? Anyway, uh, last topic in this segment, which will be very brief because I, 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 this story is so funny to me, is going to be on Whiskey and Daikiji. And then we're going to introduce a new segment this week called Real Talk. And basically, Real Talk is just a segments where, where we're going to address some issues that we feel like are very pressing and separate from like the gist and what's happening 
in real time. Just things that come up and things we want to expand on from our point of view. So that's going to be coming up next. But first, to round us off, Whiskey and Linda Ikeji. The, the Twitter war slash Instagram war no, slash Snapchat, Snapchat war <laughs> of the century. What's like, I feel like people pick, pick on Linda Ikeji, but I also feel like she makes herself a very easy target by posing in front of her black gate, which is now mansion gate, and all these other things that she does, and the kind of shitty news service she runs on her website, which is just ridiculous. But again, she has millions of views, and she's a Nigerian woman that's doing well, so big ups to you, but... For me, I don't, what I don't like about her, and I tell you, she's just a KGRist, she's always thinking people shit, I mean, and she doesn't give them credit. Just... At least, I, I know that it's the blogging, blog sphere, whatever. But Nigeria is a blog. They give everyone their credit. Shade Room gives everyone their credit. So I feel if you are like, taking stuff from people, you shouldn't just take it and then and just make it seem it's yours. It's yours. Like, that's that, illegal. It's not even just wrong. It's illegal. And that's what she does. And I, that's what I don't like about her. But I also don't like I also don't like the fact that this kid was insulting. The fact that she's not married. married because he too... He's not married, boy. Only yeah, thank you. He has two children already. So okay. he, unless he wants to be second to face. Okay. Can we talk about that? Like for like for back, why do men always pick on sexual things? Like, oh you're you're not married, you have no children, you're forty one, no one wants to marry you. That was very low. I mean, she, she's not forty one, she's like thirty something, thirty five. Like why 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 would you even say I, I, I feel like Whiskey is just like I've never I've seen him in person twice, and he's so tiny. How tall is he? He's probably your height or shorter, Sarah. He's really short. Really? And I think and I'm by four, the way, I'm five six point five. And I'm six five. And for me, once I see someone who is shorter than me, automatically he just puts you like you can't really intimidate me. And if you're not talented or there's nothing that draws me to you, I can dismiss you easily. That's because you're so doing even that. though I mean that's being six feet plus is that is is an advantage in that sense, and whiskey like he's an entertainer and everything, but his music doesn't move me. It doesn't interest me outside the club, and I'm happy for his success and putting African music on on the map and everything. But these people still act like children. Same thing David had with his own mother of his child, like. And if you trace everything back, these are all attitudes because of, you can say, patriarchy or misogyny, where men just do not respect. Because at the end of the day, what was that saying? When you squeeze an orange, apple juice cannot come out. Mm-hmm. If you squeeze an orange, it's, it's orange juice that comes out. So even if you're under pressure, mm-hmm. what comes out from you is what, is what was inside you mm-hmm. in, in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no pressure I can ever be under that can make me start picking on a woman because she's not married mm. or because she doesn't have kids because I don't think like that internally. I don't feel that way. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with being 50 or never having kids. Mm. So I can never use it to insult another woman mm. because like I'm angry. Like even under pressure, mm. there, there are other biases I have but it has nothing to do with those lines. So I just think it was wrong. And you know, b- both of them can live happily. In their social media fights, I would uh, um find not hearing about them again. So I think we're going to go into our real talk segment now, and we'll take a a, a short 
break or musical interlude and we'll be back with Real Talk. Hi guys. Hi guys, welcome back for Real Talk. We're back, as we said, this is a new segment where we're basically just going to be focusing on issues that stand out to us or that we want to talk about or raise awareness about, especially with our background being from Nigeria, growing up in Nigeria and, you know, just things that people don't like to deal with and people think that don't exist in Nigeria. So for this first one, there's uh, we're going to talk about the concept of success-driven depression, right? Yeah, success-driven. It's called and how like the constant pressure to succeed by yourself, by parents, by school, by the outside world, and by what's this thing called? Capitalism pushes you. Pushes you in a depressive state when you feel you've not achieved what you should have achieved at a certain age. And I actually go through this minimally sometimes where I'm like, oh, my friends are like 20 or people who I know are 23 and they're making all this money already, but I'm here and still in school. And I have to catch myself like, you're doing the right thing. Like, this is the path of getting, a, getting an education and you're not meant to be a rap star. <laughs> by being in Drexel University, you're here for school. Mm. So focus on that and the rest will come in due time. But it's a very hard thing to grapple with and I can see why people will have that issue. So there's a story that happened pretty close to us in University of Pennsylvania recently where a young girl um, committed suicide by jumping in front of a train in the subway. The, the subway that we use all the time. All like, it was so like this is the subway that we all have been on that train so many times. The station is just down the streets, four blocks from here, and she jumped in front of the train and basically killed herself. And I'm guessing like what did the report say? Did they say? Specifically, that it was because of stress from home, or did they give a reason? They didn't really give a reason, but given the history at Penn, <laughs> and Penn, all Ivy League schools, everybody, for everybody, if everybody knows an Ivy League school, you know that there's just so much pressure in all those schools. And high suicide rates. And well. high suicide rates. Like in the past three years, ten people have committed suicide at Penn. So it goes to show you how cut through a cut cut throughout that environment is mm-hmm. so it's not it's not really surprising because and to me i think what what happens a lot of the time is like when you when you go from high school in high school you are probably one of the top 10 best students then you get to pen and everybody is smart like so it's you. all the top 10s in one so place. and you might be the best in your high school but you come to a school like pen and you are easily the last Adjusting to that kind of environment might be very, very tough. And if you already, if you already have some sort of mental um, issue, being in that kind of environment will definitely make it worse. But real talk, what's wrong with being the last? Like not like being the last, and I feel like if everybody here puts in hundred percent effort, right? It's not everybody that was. And if everyone can't confess, I I I had to quote like. The reverse of a Nigerian mm. logic, like, why didn't you confess? Okay. But everyone can confess. We all know all our parents didn't confess. And I feel like 
I want to encourage like people and younger people, especially as long as you've done your best. You shouldn't feel bad because you didn't come first or you were not in the honor roll or something. You should aspire to be there. Be happy when you get there. But if you leave or if you never make it there, don't let it take anything away from who you are and from how you feel. Because they are the smartest people in the world who have the shitty, horrible characters horrible, and who have suffered to get there, who are depressed in these positions. And if you ask them, they won't want this for people as well like there's this on on the breakfast club jill scott was making a speech and i love jill scott so much like on a music tip and everything and she's such a wise person as well mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of these older soul musicians that are, are just very wise mm-hmm. and anyway so she she was speaking about people always wanting to be the best in the room mm-hmm. and she was like don't always want to be the best like don't try to be the smartest in the room all the time try to be the funniest, the most entertaining, the the person that can do like the different things in a room, and think be. of the room as the world. Mm. The different areas and different people fit in different areas. And she ended by saying, "Just be in the room, like just be there. Like you don't necessarily have to be, be the best. Not everybody the best. can be. Everybody, everybody can be in the world is there. Are Seven billion people. Mm. Like everyone is not going to be the best." Everyone is not going to always like succeed in everything that they do. Cause there are people, even like if you're struggling right now and you're putting in the work and effort, and in your next school is where you start to see the results. But if you commit suicide now, it's like I you get why people it. want to do it. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, don't do it because you're going to be smart later. I get why people commit suicide. But it's just sad because if your potential has not even been unlocked yet and you're comparing yourself with people who are at a different stage than you, even if they're the same age, it's a very toxic thing. And it's driven more when when, when your parents pressure you and Nigerians out there know about Nigerian parental pressure. It is ridiculous. When society is pushing you, when schools are pushing you, I don't really like ranking systems. And I like that colleges only have a dean's list Mm. and there's no other ranking so basically if you did very well you're in the dean's list and if you didn't make the dean's list like you're you're in like acceptable so there's no like more ranking in terms of first to 1000 i can bet you that will just cause more problems for a lot of people because Drexel is very competitive and we're all working hard we're all doing well people getting 90s 80s and sometimes you get like 75 but you know that you know you didn't cheat because people cheat as well here on the regular. Mm-hmm. And you didn't cheat. You stayed up. You studied. You knew all the formulas. But stuff happens. Like yeah. you might miss a unit. And then, you might miss a number. You might misplace a decimal point and you lose 15 points. Mm. And it's like, we should stop focusing on the results and focus on the journey. Like focus on how you got to where you are now because that's where you learned. Like, by the time you've already gone from beginning to results, like, there's nothing else to learn because mm. the result is there. But if you focus on, you know, the journey getting to your end results... I understand what you are doing. Every time you fall, you're like, okay, I understand this now. You get up. Because I found something else as well. Like, when I fail questions on exams and I actually read them and see the questions I feel, I never feel that question again. Mm. You can ask me that question today and I'll still get it. Because mm. once you register... 
like stuff you learn by experience is very hard to forget. Now stuff that you just learn by, I guess, theoretical, kind of hypothetical things. And uh, it's it, it just like, I don't know how to stop like the society pressure on people to succeed. Because at the end of the day, we all, we all want to be rich, we all want to have money, we all want to be able to retire early and provide for our parents, at least some of us. And is it really a bad thing to have that drive? I don't think it's a bad thing. But you know what? Too much of everything is a bad thing. It's not bad to have drive, to have be pushed to succeed by your parents. But what is bad is when it begins to affect the way you see yourself. You should, at some point, you'd be like, okay, it's good to have these things. It's good to, to strive for these things. But I shouldn't let it get to the point where I feel like, if I don't have these things, then I may feel There's something wrong. It's yeah, funny, that, something wrong with you. You know what? And the fact is, not everybody is cut out for everything. It's cut out for everything. It's Different just puzzles. about finding your fit. Where your fit for you. If, if for instance, you came in with an engineering degree, you found out that engineering is not for you. Switch. Look at look for other things. Mm-hmm. Engineering may not be for you, but there must be something that's for you. That's for you out there, but you've not just found it yet. So it's tough to leave school. You, mm-hmm. you might feel really bad, but it's better. Is your life is always the most important thing. That's Take a true. step back. You schedule even if people laugh at you. Okay, they've laughed at you, but you've made you've made your choice. You are looking for the future, and eventually you get it and you start to move again. And as someone who is currently trying to find their space and peace, it's very easy. It can be frustrating at times. So like we are this young adult age now, and it's like everyone wants instant gratification. Like social well, media, forget. See, social media, mm-hmm. social media can give you high blood pressure. High, like you see, see all these people, and when you see how they structured and pose, they put a lamp here mm-hmm. to shine the light to make it look as if, but really they're just sleeping on an air mattress, and you. You're actually better off than them. You don't even know it. But you don't even know it. See, that social media thing can give you high blood Yo, pressure. If you look at people, you think that yeah. their lives are perfect. Mm-hmm. See, that's why... Instagram, traveling. That's why I stopped looking at it because you don't know. You really don't know. It's just... Sometimes it's just all wash. You, if you look, you're like, ah, how is it that this girl has this thing that... What Meanwhile, she you know that she's sleeping with a 70-year-old man well, to I go don't... to Cancun. And you'll be feeling bad because you have to stay back. And like... I just learned, like, I'm not even learned, I'm I still learning. I'm still learning not to compare myself because it's almost impossible not to. Especially when, like, you grow up with people. people who you idolize. Even if it's comparing yourself, and this is like a reach to, like, Beyonce for, for, for and like, oh, you want to be as successful as Beyonce or, or something. Comparison is, is something that I don't think we're ever going to get rid of because. It's just inherent. Like, human beings always want to see how they are in relation to the people around them. Mm-hmm. Either to make themselves feel better or, in, the, in some case of malicious people, to make others feel bad. Mm-hmm. But And that also what fosters healthy competition. But when it becomes to a point of depression, yeah, you have to chasing after success, it's like, I don't know, like your, your life. People don't know the value of, like, your life. And like the life that you have, but at the end of the day, right? If and again, 
that's why I'm stressing the point about giving your full potential or your full or maximum attention, or even some of your attention, because you can't say that oh. I'm depressed because I'm not getting A's, but you're not reading. Mm. That doesn't make sense. You see, you yeah. can't like you can't say you're depressed because you're not successful, or but you don't have a job, but work. you're not putting in the work. If you put in the work, even if it's one drop of work, right, mm. it's still something. And just know, be honest with yourself, because me, when I get a test back, and I get a sixty because I didn't read, I'm not bothered. I mean, I'm bothered because I, I didn't do well. But I don't beat myself up because I know that I didn't put in the effort. It's only really painful when I like put in the effort and it's like, ah, I actually stayed up all night and it still turned out like this. For me, I actually get more pain when I put in the effort and I don't get it. I mean, it's the same thing I said. It's like, yeah. So it's like, just be honest with yourself and be like, okay. This is the best I can do at this time. Maybe this is not for me. Maybe this is not my time. Because people forget that time. Like time is just going. Time time doesn't care about you. Mm. Time is just moving on. So you might be here thinking, ah, I did seven hours of work. I'm meant to have this result. But time is like, I don't care. Like I, I'm not counting. I'm just going on. Mm. And if you stop prematurely, or don't take what you need from your failures and move on. Getting into this state of depression is very easy. It's very, very easy. And people like should feel comfortable speaking to like psychiatrists, people, friends, to just like keep you grounded. Because speaking about it can make you realize that, you know, it's not worth it to remain in this like rut. And in actuality, you're doing the most you can with your potential in that particular time. And I feel if you find out that, okay, this thing is not really for me, just leave it and find it. Stop wasting, don't waste time on something that is not for you. That's it, everybody has their thing. Everybody has their thing and something that's not just for you. And what, the real reason behind this whole thing is just that I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering how people are just killing themselves over things like this. I remember a freshman year, this that's how this girl died. I remember seeing her pictures everywhere, also from UPenn. I was just shocked because I first that was like my first year in Jackson. I didn't I didn't know like I knew somebody killed themselves. Because mm. I remember one of my friend's friends actually killed herself in in Nigeria over results. So oh. I knew that people people do get affected by and people do get affected by results from school. It does really affect them. But I don't know. I guess it was just the shock of moving into a new country. And then the first thing you hear is somebody killed themselves. Yeah. Over like over school. I'm just like, ah, man. I personally, I don't get worked up over grades and school. And sometimes people think it's strange. It's like, don't you care about this half percent? I'm like... This half percent is not worth my life for. Like, let it go. People like chasing grades and chasing like it's fine to fight for what you think you're worth. Mm. But at the end of the day, like every fight is not worth it. You don't have to fight every battle. Mm. Because if you just spend your whole life pushing and fighting, like 
there, there's more to life than all these little milestones that have been set up to tell you that you're only successful if you have X amount of dollars, if you went to Harvard, if you went to Yale. Like, the, the people that just cry because they, they didn't get into Yale and Harvard, I'm like, uh, some of these people, like, you know, Stanford this year, that had a 0% acceptance rate. For what? what? So I was so confused how you can have a 0% acceptance rate. Okay, I'm like, these schools are just playing games because they have their, their, own, their own, like, agenda. And they don't really care about you. They care about their money and maintaining their name as Harvard. So you have to care about yourself and realize that Harvard is not for you, that's fine. If you were meant for Penn State, Penn, UPenn, even CCP, Community College, wherever it is for you, be happy to go there and realize when you're not where you're supposed to be. Anyway, me, I say, I'm still going to UPenn for business school. Maybe you people should pray for me. Yeah, I, I, I would love to go to Wharton. Yeah. If that, like, that's the part I have for myself to go to Wharton to business school because business skills are very necessary. So if I don't yes. get on that path, I probably will not be very happy about it. But I think the way I will react is going to be very different than how I would have reacted when I was younger. I feel so wise in these five years in Drexel. So much has happened. Like college really is a growing experience. Like I, I came here when I was 17 and it's like now I'm in my early 20s. Already. Oh I'm entry 20 old. Like we're not kids anymore. It's I like mean, we're not so... kids anymore. We have to start looking towards the future. It's, I mean we're we we're kids, but we're not really kids. It's like that's weird part where like you're still young and you're still a child, but it's time to like wake like, up because song. I'm not a woman, but I'm not a girl anymore. I don't know that song. I'm sorry. Okay, well, What's the most? <laughs> I'm I, not a big fan of Britney Spears. Well, I because I be. feel like that's somebody who is actually overrated. Oh wow! But she is though. Okay, no problem. I don't feel like she's she's very talented. So Rihanna, but this is not a Britney Spears. Rihanna can has more talent. Than Britney Spears. See, Imano, I feel like Britney Spears is like yam without stew. It's just see, like I think you're bland. Just me. I just think no, I have Britney Spears song that I like. Mm. I've listened to her music before. I've watched her videos, and I don't hate Britney Spears. But when people like a lot of people day tonight sing that Beyonce is overrated, and I'm like, how? No, the, the definition of the word overrated is to have hype. That you are not worthy of. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is worthy of every iota of hype that she gets because she works her ass off every mm-hmm. day for where she is right now. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears, I mean, mm, I don't want this to turn into anti Britney Space and I'll waste time here, but it's like, I feel like in terms of Britney Space was like a pop, I guess you can say, machine that was built. I don't really think she can sing all that well. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really dance a lot. But again, she's successful. She has been able to make do with it. And people love her. So, if you like Give Britney Spears, do you? I mean, I, that song is very catchy. And I, and I like that song. But it's like, as a whole, I can't listen to like her discography and be like... I guess people have different feelings with music. People, Some people just want to turn up. Some people like The weekend because it helps them smoke weed. So I've heard it's like weed smoking music. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. His old albums, not this new Beauty and the Badness. 
the Weekend's first albums that yeah, were just Kissland was we're here with weed smoking album weed smoking yeah, music for real. like me I listen to music to be moved and Jesse Jacks too is weed smoking music and for what I Jesse heard. Jacks you don't know Jesse Jacks I know Jesse Jacks I know Jesse wasn't that the one that came for our, our prom yeah I think he came for for, for our prom anyway I'm I like M.I. His lyrics and everything are good. But me too, I like turn up music, just not feature. But there are many other kinds. But I just feel yeah, like, you know. You should give me a try. Bye. I want them. Anybody that has a tattoo on their face. I want to pull up. Anyone that has a tattoo on their face. I don't get. I'm done. I don't get that. Okay. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is good as well. But like, why do people get tattoos on their faces? See, if I told you I understood me, I don't know. But like, music is still good. I've been contemplating for over three years to get a tattoo on my bicep. For what? Are you a, a bodybuilder? Is it body? Everyone. So, where should I get it? On my hands so everybody can see it. I my don't friend. Know. It's up to you. I want to get one on the back of my leg. That's like, no one can see it. Like, yeah, if I'm getting a, a tattoo on my leg, it'll be a sleeve that goes all the way up my leg. Do you know who's going to see it? <laughs> It's not serious. <laughs> so, why would whoever this person is be looking behind your leg? You don't know what they're doing there. This one is Fifty Shades of Grey position. Of so. course. Okay. That's, that's interesting. You do you. And well, enjoy yeah. that. I probably want to get a tattoo of a tree. Like, not really a tree, like the CBD um... CBD symbol for a tree. I just like it. I want to put it all down my leg. I don't even know what that means, but you know what it is. Go I know ahead. What it is, so don't worry about it. And do people have like tattoos on their hands? This, this guy got a tattoo of like a skeleton on his arms. Like he tattooed his joints above his skin. So basically, it was like joints here. So you could see like joints how they are. Your bones. He tattooed it here to make him look like an outside skin. So what will people have time more? Oh, and tattoos are painful. Why are tattooing something that is already under Because he wants it to come out. And then people are saying, oh, I have to cover it with makeup because I'm going to work. What? Why do you get it in the why best place? Why do you get it then? Why do you get it? Well, anyway, that, this is not tattoo. Well, no, Back I'm to not, our... not coming to judge you, sir. It's your life. Oh, how can I judge you when I'm getting tattoo as well? So back on to our success-driven thing. I just think like, in conclusion, just like like I've I've been saying since I feel like I'm repeating the same thing over and over again, but it's just very important to realize when you've given your best and realize when something is not for you. Those are my, you know, parting words. Same with me. Just just learn just find your place. This year really kicked my ass because the classes were hard and I had horrible teachers, in my opinion. Yeah, they were horrible. We have David Miller. Who is that? He teaches them dynamics. Run away. See, eh? Who I had was, you know, I had, I had Tang. Tang, I don't know that, that one, she will not even teach you. If you ask questions, she will get angry. So I'm like, what am I paying my tuition for? See, I will ask those questions. Jackson is expensive as hell. Shouting at me. Ah, sorry, oh. Anyway, life was tough this year, but I'm back and I'm better. So I'm not going anywhere. I must finish this degree. Oh yeah, this this 
these seven weeks are harder than the five years I've been here. For real? Because he's so close. No, like, not in terms of work, in terms of, like, getting motivation to finish. Because he's, like, two less than two months, you'll be done with five years of education. And he's, like, when you started, you were excited. Mm. Like, oh, I'm excited to these five years. But now it's, like, you have to push yourself. Like, I don't want to do anything. I want to see rest. I want to find a job. And I want to, like, start doing stuff I actually plan to do with my life now that I'm done with homework. Mm. Because, like, same thing, can talk about this whole success-driven thing again. Like, just always have a drive. Because now, like, I'm trying to stop relying on my parents and it's very hard to do because it's, like, it's not, like, here where from the age of 14, you're already working in car wash and, like, you know, most African kids do not have, don't have to work because they're, like, in school full-time and those who can get the education don't joke around with it. I mean, I, I know people who like work on campus and stuff, which is like new to them as well. But generally, it's like everyone just focuses on their books. And then all of a sudden, you're switching into this, you have start making money mindset. And it can be hard to switch back and forth. But I think that's a very, that's, why that's something we should keep an eye on. That's why, she, that's why I feel like the, this Drexel internship thing is good because mm-hmm. for me that's why I think the core system that Drexel has is good because it introduces you to work experience to the work, ex, to the work experience and how things you school doesn't really apply in the work environment like some of the concepts that's I what learned, I've been telling people though some of the concepts yeah. I learned in school did help me to understand what was going on but I could still have learned this thing without going to school, really. So I'm telling people, join like student organizations, join non-profit, join learn groups, how, learn and how to, skills. Learn how to relate to people, learn how to um, be, um, work in the real world. Because truthfully, when you work in, the, in like a work environment, it's not the same. There's as no school. homework. There's no homework. There's no exam. I mean, there might be tests, but but there's no like CA. There might be presentations. There's no cumulative test. Mm. There's no final exam. So it's like you need to work on because even being in this role in this organization in um, DASA and on the e-board, I've grown so much in these three years. Like I hate, I still hate public speaking, but before I was like deathly afraid of public speaking, and it was like you just had to push yourself because it's like. What are you going to do? Just sit down there and be looking. And it put me in a position where I had to learn how to manage people, which I'm still working on. Where, 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 where you need to learn to be aware of yourself and how people see you mm-hmm. and how people view you because that's what happens in the workplace at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And if you can't relate to people or you have an education, it's going to go to waste because you're going to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that, that is, uh, you know, that's all we have for today, for this topic. So... It was very interesting. I will, you know, if you have any topics you want to suggest for the real talk segment, just let us know. We're going to go over a broad range of stuff from like appropriation to culture to food to to everything. Just going to be spoken about here as we feel led, led in the spirit to go ahead. So, mm-hmm. thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.